Welcome back, everyone, to Aspire, the Leadership Development Podcast, where we will be discussing the visions, inspirations, and experiences from top educational leaders. My name is Joshua Stamper, and you can connect with me on Twitter or on Instagram at Joshua double underscore Stamper. All right, welcome back, everyone, to the fifth Aspire Mailbag with my good friend, the COO and co-founder of Teach Better, the wonderful and amazing Jeff Gargis. What's up, Josh? You said fifth, and I've loaded it over here like fifth? It's yep. the fifth. It's the fifth. This is great. So people must not hate it. That's good. Oh, no, they're loving it, man. We got, <laughs> we got a bunch of questions today via Twitter, uh, Instagram, and Voxer. I like the Voxer jumping in there. Some more people on Voxer throwing I'm, some questions. I'm loving Voxer, man. I'm a huge fan of, of Voxer. So if anyone I'm is fan. on there and looking for leadership answers, definitely hit us up on that. If you're ready, Gargas, we're going to jump into the first question. Let's do it. All right. So the first one is from AJ Bianco co-host of podcast pd good friend of both of ours mm-hmm, good he's, podcast he's a great podcast and his question is what is the best way to lead people and show support from afar during this time of distance learning that's a solid question and probably i think something that's on every leader's mind i think right now i think a, a key to everything right now is just the communication mm-hmm. that you're having with your people there's so much so much unknown right now, just in at every level of this whole thing, even outside of education, there's so much unknown, but within education, at the district level, at the state level, at the, at the you know building level, at the classroom level, just all over the place. I think this right now, it's all about communicating with your, with your team, whether that is your building team, your district team, or like your, you know, your department team, whatever it is communication with them. I think as a leader, a big thing is just sort of, I think this is a great time to sort of put some trust into your people and say, look, I'm not exactly sure what's going on either. I'm going to do everything I can to get you the tools you need. Like, what do you need from me? What can I do? But most importantly, I trust you to do what's right by your kids right now. Um, you have this sort of freedom to to try some things, to to mess up, to stumble through. Like, let's figure this out together. I think a huge part is just so let the people that you you are in charge of leading understand that you're there for them in that I keep going back to like they have this freedom, right? They have this freedom. They have your trust right now to mm-hmm. to do what's best and you're going to do and just let them know that you're there for them. I think communication has to be like just consistent constantly with your team. We've been talking, we talk a lot. We've been talking with teachers like constantly about communication with your students, right? Mm-hmm. It has to be on a higher level right now because you're not seeing them in your classroom every day. So they got to see you, whether it's a video drop in the morning, whether it's, you know, just emails, whether it's just Google Classroom updates, whatever, they got to hear from you. Um, and I think it's the same with your, you know, with your your staff. I mean, that's where, where we're focused on with the schools we work with and with like just our community in general is is just communicating every day as much as, as, much as we can, as loud as we can. Hey, we're here for you. Yep. And I think that's the same thing there. So, Yeah, and a different component for me in the last two weeks has been the parent component because mm-hmm. they're the ones that are providing the instruction for the yes. most part at home and giving mm-hmm. that support. But then also trying to find what their needs are. And so if they don't have yeah. technology or maybe they don't have internet or, I mean, whatever it is, maybe it's not food. Um, you know, we're, we're getting those resources from the district and, and trying to communicate those to the parents and the families so that they can get what they need during this tough time. So yeah. I think we're leading not only our students and our staff, but also the parents. Um, I think we've had more communication with them in the last two weeks yeah. than ever before. That's a great point because, like, essentially, like those parents are now on your staff too. Yep. Right, and as a teacher, those parents—they're your co-teacher now. So you went from maybe having no co-teacher to having 
a hundred, right. Or 200 <laughs> or whatever that, whatever your number is. Right? right. And so, yeah, communication with them. Cause so as a parent, so I'm someone, you know, I'm a parent, I got two young kids that I'm trying to, to, you know, put together plans for and working with the teachers and stuff, you know, just, I'm trying as a parent to tell that teacher as much as possible. Hey, like I, I got your back. Like you're doing great. I think the same needs to be said from a teacher standpoint to the parents of, Hey, we're all in this together, right? Not to sound cliche, but we are. And I'm trying to do my best to provide you with resources. I know that you're doing your best at home. So just know that like I'm here for you and I'm ready to listen. I'm ready to do what I can. Uh, I think that's a great point. They are. They're on your staff now. One last thing. I think Grace for everybody. <laughs> yes. Time. You know, taking something off of their plate if you're going to add something. And obviously, we've added yeah. quite a bit um, with this distance yeah. learning with technology. So, obviously, like you said, providing that support and communication. Mm-hmm. But there definitely needs to be some grace and, and some things taken yeah. off the plate that may have been important when we were on campus, but it is not important when mm-hmm. we're doing distance learning. No. I mean, and I think, yeah, that's a big piece is that grace of we don't have to be perfect right now. Yep. <laughs> you never have to be perfect, but you like really don't have to be perfect right now. So, for sure. Great question by AJ. So yeah, thanks AJ. Question. Second question is from Eric Carlin. He's also co-host of a podcast, Share M O E D U podcast. And nice. His question is: What suggestions do you have for social media presence for parents? Daily posts, consistent weekly messages, classroom shoutouts. What other resources can be used? Yes, to all that. <laughs> so I speak a lot on social media and utilize it in the classroom and, and with your students and with your stakeholders. I'm a big component of that. But I think me personally, I think the right presence for you and for your families really depends on you and your families and your and your and the parents and stuff. I think talking with them and having conversations with them about what platforms they are on, what kinds of communications they like to receive there or some other ways. Yeah. Um, you know, I, like I said, I speak a lot on using social media with students, stakeholders, and like the most important thing that I always lay out that I'm really, really big on is that I never tell any, anyone that they need to use social media or even that they should. I simply always talk about like, this should be something you consider using. So I think you need to have that mindset of like, okay, this is a tool that's available to me that could be really, really great. But if none of your parents are on Instagram, Instagram's a really bad place to communicate with them, right? If none of them are on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook, you may want to consider doing emails or or some other communication that maybe they are on. If they're all on Twitter or on Facebook, or if you have a split, you might want to do multiple, right? So, but I do think, I think the things that Eric mentioned, um, things like once you figure out where you should be, Daily post, absolutely like a consistent that I love to use the word consistent because I think that's the key. So consistently, and I wouldn't even do a consistent weekly, but a consistent daily schedule of how you're going to communicate and you could fill in other things. Maybe there's a morning message, a midday and a close in the day message that you're consistently giving them something each, each of those times. And then you can fill in the other stuff with additional resources, stuff like that. Shout outs, I think would be uh, awesome as well. Just extra activities during this time updates on what's going on, uh, continuing to tell them like kind of back and going back to like what we talked about in the last question, but like, that's a great place where we can continue to let them know that you're there for them, that you appreciate them, that you know that this is a struggle for them as well and, and communicating that. So I think that all falls in, um, but I really think where and what you do on social really comes down to what is best for, for your kids and your your parents. And the only way to know that is by talking with them and figuring it out. Yeah. 
our digital learning coach, he put together a Google form and sent that out to our parents to try and get kind of a piece of data to say, like, what are you using and what, how do you get information from our campus? And yes, yeah, really that's use, great. utilize that to say, what avenues are we going to put out things? I've seen some teachers that have created a classroom Instagram page and they mm-hmm. you know, emailed that out to the parents and then it you know really blew up because the parents just absolutely loved it. Um, because they got to see their kids interacting and doing mm-hmm. things that their kids never shared with them. Obviously, yep. you know, I'm at the middle school level. So, you know, when you ask them, what did you do today? Then most of the times they're like, eh, nothing. So nothing. Yeah. when they were able to go to the Instagram page, they're mm-hmm. actually getting to see how they were interacting with the students, with yep. the materials, the projects they were doing. Um, and absolutely, they loved it. And it was such a powerful thing for the teacher to be able to tell that story. Because if they didn't have that on social media, none of those parents would have known what was going on. And mm-hmm. it was a really powerful tool. And the, the kids were proud of it, too. They wanted to have those pictures taken. They wanted to have it posted because they wanted to make sure that um, that was recognized by their parents and by their peers. So I think social media, if done correctly, can be a huge mm-hmm. uh, component to like build your story and, and actually tell what's going on in the school. Yeah, agreed. Our third question from Hans Apple. And he also has a podcast. We got a theme tonight, man. <laughs> And his Twitter handle is at Hans and Apple. And his question is, how do we take care of the people we serve during this crisis? What are the action items that leaders should be doing? We touched on it a little bit, but... Yeah, I'm, I'm going to start kind of repeat myself, I think, because I think this is so important during times like this. But communication, I think, is key. I think communicating with your teachers, with your students, with your families, with your community, you know, how are you feeling what do they need from you? What are they struggling with? I think a, a big key is listening and then acting and then listen some more, right? Just constantly checking in again. I, I feel like I'm repeating myself, but I think it's the, the, the key is like right now, so much of that, the, the social emotional piece is playing such a big part, right? Like a lot of the content's like out the window. It's gotta be mental, right? We're all we're all struggling, all of us right now. Isolation, stress, anxiety. We don't know what's going on. It's all un. We have a lot of unknowns. There's also a lot of new stuff and new challenges. So, like this constant communication and just being there and saying, "Hey, like I'm here. I get it. I know it's tough. We're working hard to figure it out, but we're not there yet. You know, but but I'm here for you. We we get it. Like it's cool. Like I think that's that's the key." It's just constant communication like that right now. As we get more direction and more and more clarity on things, then I think there's probably some additional action steps of providing things. I think, you know, outside the communication and is, is then also providing your, all that same demographics, right? Your teachers, your, your students, your families and your community with the tools that you have available and that you can find that allow them to do the best they can with the situation that we're in right now, I yeah. think is, is massive. Yeah, and I, we're obviously in the midst of not only the distance learning with students, but then also doing our summative meetings with our teachers, which we're mm-hmm. going to do online also. Um, but I think the important thing um, with that as a leader is to, like you said, is to do our check-ins at the beginning of those meetings to say, how are you doing? What do you need? I mean, like you said, the social-emotional piece is huge. We need to make sure that as leaders, we're, we're taking our care to our folks and reminding them how to, to take care of the, themselves mentally because there is so much anxiety right now going on and you know they have to be reminded hey make sure you're getting enough sleep make sure you're exercising make sure you're not living your job because i think that's one thing that is happening right now is because you are essentially on call 
potentially 24 mm-hmm. hours a day. I mean, we've got yep. some kids turning in work at two in the morning um, or emailing at three in the morning. So some teachers just don't know, okay, I'm no longer a teacher right now. <laughs> I'm mom or dad. I'm wife mm-hmm. or husband and yep. step away and actually have like a healthy relationship outside of just the teaching piece. And so some of it is you need to structure your time because you're working at home yeah. at four o'clock. You need mm-hmm. to be done and you need to go and, you know, get outside. You need to go you mm-hmm. know, binge something on Netflix, get your mind off of what's going on in the world. Yeah, you know, There's other components there too that need to be addressed with social emotional learning. Yeah, I've seen a lot of uh, a lot of teachers who are doing office hours with their with their students and families, and it's 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 on, under the the known of like, look, if you need me anytime, I'm gonna do my best to get to you. But this is the the window where these three windows that I'm going to be sitting here waiting for you, so I'm gonna be much faster to get back to you. I'll get to you if you get me at two a.m., but it might not happen till eight, right? Yep. But but if you get me through these times this time, but but I, I I'm gonna echo again. I still think like the how are you feeling. Mm-hmm is one of the most powerful questions you can ask anyone ever, not especially at a time of, of crisis and, and unknowns right now. Um, so and across the board, by the way, if you're listening and you are not necessarily in a quote unquote leadership position right now, asking your leaders that question is also really, really crucial right now too, yeah. because your leaders are struggling right now too. They're trying to figure this all out. They're feeling like they're failing because they haven't given you everything that they need that you need yet because they just don't know yet. You're asking for direction. They don't have it yet. And give your leaders, uh, you mentioned earlier about giving grace. Give your leaders some grace right now. That's really important too and understand where they're at. And, you know, flip it on them and say, hey, how are you doing, Josh? How can I help you? Like, right? So I think that's really important to make sure it goes both ways. So No, that's a good point. All right. Question number four from Laura Walters at Miss Walters ELA. And her question is, how do you foster growth in teachers and lead them to a campus goal without directing them every step of the way. Can I say communication again? <laughs> no, I'm sorry, you may not. <laughs> All right, then I'm gonna change it to very, very clear communication. I think I think that's the first step, right? Because from if I'm hearing her right, it's this how do we how do we make sure that we're still leading to go to that that central goal that we're trying to get to without sort of being over their shoulder the whole time, right? Without yeah. micromanaging the whole way, letting them grow, letting them um, go on. I think uh, the, the start of that in the foundation is very clear communication of where you're going. And then I think from there, it's this step back and trust them first. I think that's a, that's a huge thing. I've had a lot of conversations with like leaders in other industries and companies who are like, it's the complete opposite. It's this, no, 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 no. Like I'm watching you like a hawk until you proved to me that I can trust you. I'm like the complete opposite. I'm like, look, when you come on our team, you have a hundred percent of my trust from day one. It's yours to lose lose not the other way around because otherwise i'm going to be freaking going crazy worried about you from day one in which case why did i hire you so like i think a big piece is like trust them like and let them know hey like this is where we're going but you're an awesome teacher you do amazing things you think what always are focused on what's right for your kids you now know where you're going i'm here for you but i trust you that you're going to make it there and then you know i think one of the things she talked about was like the reflection and connecting with others and stuff like that i think mm-hmm giving them the opportunity okay to maybe like maybe there's reflection section that are you know very like relaxed and and what's the word i'm looking for like no penalty zones right, right. like well we can talk through this we can figure it out but i think a big key to that is just letting them know like hey like you're free to go at this like you know where we're going i'm here for you i'll step in if it gets crazy but like 
I want you to explore. I want you to grow. I want you to learn. I want you to fail. I want you to try some more things. Um, and let's just continue on. I think that's a big piece of that. And that's going to foster that, that I think a trust between you and them where they're like, okay, great. Like my leader, trusts me. I'm, I'm more confident in my classroom. Now I'm, I'm able to try some things and I know he or she is there for me, but I also don't have to worry that they're just like watching over my shoulder all the time. People work better for you when they know that you think that they're awesome. That's yeah. just a, like, I don't know if there's any signs to prove that, but I'm going to tell you that it's a fact. <laughs> I would so. agree with that. 100%. I would agree with that. The other thing too, I think just with the business of the profession, sometimes folks are just like, just tell me what to do. <laughs> just mm-hmm. give me the answer. Just Yeah. 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 So good good like, point. As a leader, you know, sometimes it's easier because mm-hmm. we're busy too. As leaders, it's just like, just go do this. And then you go and move on to the next thing. And mm-hmm. instead of giving them the answer every single time, you know, sometimes it does require you to sit down and, and to take that extra time to coach and, and to ask the questions to get them to find the answer themselves and find that solution mm-hmm. versus you just telling them what to do. And of course, them finding the answer is going to be way more powerful than you just telling them what you think should happen. Yeah, just just like with our students, right? Wait, a lot of you should just tell them what two plus two is. Exactly. But like, are you helping them? And then in turn, are you actually helping yourself? No, you're hurting yourself. So I'll tell you what, like if you can trust people and let them make some mistakes, yeah, it might require some extra help, some extra fine tuning, some more conversations. But once that person gets to where they don't need you every day mm-hmm. and they're able to go, like everything runs better. Your business runs better. Your school runs better. Your life it will run better. Right. Um, but that's not going to happen if you never if you never trust that person to go out and do that um, So and give them a little of that leeway. So that's a good question. Very good question. I, I hope. Laura, that we answered that, that you, what you were going for there. If not, make sure you tweet at us and let, or hit us in Vox or let us know. Maybe we can readdress it, but that's a good question. Last question, man. Question number five. Let's see. This one's from Tanya King at Preaching Math. And her question is, what qualities of leaders best meet the needs of all stakeholders during these uncertain times? Mm. What qualities of leadership best meet the needs of stakeholders? Uh, patience. <laughs> yeah Cal- calmness right flexibility. uh flexibility you mentioned it we've talked about a couple times grace and understanding i think i think a big piece is that yeah, patience the calmness people could feel when you're panicked mm-hmm. and that's going to make them panic more when they're already panicked and that's really hard to do right now is to not have that you know anxiety but i think but i, I think patience is huge uh, not just in your patience with your teachers as they figure things out, with your students as they figure things out, uh, with your community as they figure things out, but patience with yourself as you figure things out and preaching patience to your teachers of, hey, like you need to be patient too. Like you need to be patient with your students and you need to be patient with me and you need to be patient with yourself. And I think that's a, that's a, that's a huge one. And then just trying to stay as calm as possible, being real, but also being positive. Don't lie about the situation, but try to see the, the positive in it. Keep yourself still focused on what needs to happen, excited about what you get to do. You still get to teach, still get to, you know, affect change in the world and positive things like that. So I think just carrying that through is, is, is key. What do you think? What are your thoughts there as someone who's, you know, having to do this right now? I'm sure you get a lot of calls from your teachers and oh yeah, are you remaining calm? I mean, you're a pretty calm dude pretty most of the time. Guy, man. <laughs> yeah, you're pretty chill most times. So I don't know if I can imagine you like all panicky. So I think you're probably okay there. Well, it's like t- what Todd Whitaker says, right? If if the principal sneezes, then everybody gets cold. I mean, you, you really need to make sure that you are cool collected because mm-hmm. if you are panicked and you're showing that outward to everybody, 
um, or you're complaining a lot or whatever it may be that's negative, that that's going to set the tone for everybody else. And so yeah. when you realize that the situation can be controlled and, and we're going to obviously do the best thing that we can for our students and for our teachers, then that's going to trickle down to your staff too. So um, I think what you were saying is completely true um, as far as leadership. You know, whenever there's a crisis, you and that could be in a whole host of different ways, but like whenever there's a crisis, if you come in and you start panicking and freaking out, then everybody else in, in the situation is going to do the exact same thing. Yep. So whenever there's an emergency situation, if that's, you know, a fire alarm going off in the middle of the day or a fight breaks out in the hallway or whatever it may be, you, you can't, mm-hmm. you can't freak out in that moment. Um, that's only going to escalate the situation for everybody around them. So it's key for any leader, no matter the crisis that you come in yeah. cool and collected. And then later, if you need to have a freak out moment behind closed doors, <laughs> then you do sure. That. Yeah. <laughs> but, that's where you, that's where you vox Josh. Yes. And, and you freak out and then he talks back to you all chill and you're like, Oh, like it must not be that bad. Not I guess bad. I'm all right. Like, it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> I like so, it. I, I agree. I think right now that's everyone needs that your staff, your students, your parents, everyone needs, I mean, just, you probably need it in your life in general. Mm-hmm. Um, the world needs a little bit of that right now. Yep. Um, staying aware of the situation and doing what we need to do, but staying calm and knowing that we're going to get through it. So you can definitely stay vigilant, but still be cool and collective. Yeah. But yes, that's a good way to say that. All right. You, is that five already? That was five, man. We're, we're, we're at this the is, end, man. This is but... ridiculous. You have, you have like the fast forward button on, I swear right now. Like... <laughs> it could tickle by fast. <laughs> You guys talking about cool and collected and helping people out are rocking it. You have, if I saw this correctly, you had seven podcasts a week and you are doing tutorials on tech tools. Yeah. So we've, well, we've, we've always done two interview podcasts with teach better talk. And then for, I don't know, a while now, like seven or eight months, maybe uh, give or take, we've been doing a third episode, which was a bonus episode. We've kind of cut that one because we're doing five bonus episodes a week right now. So we started last week doing every every morning, Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. Eastern time in our Facebook, our private Facebook group. Um, we're going live, just a daily drop-in. That's what we're calling it, just a daily drop-in. It's, it's, it's one of us from the team. Sometimes we're bringing in guests to talk about things. And we're really just there to support anyone who needs it. And we're finding that a lot of teachers are kind of looking at it as sort of the part of their morning routine that gets them up and gets them in the right mindset. We're starting to now tailor those a little more specific to a lot of the common questions and, and challenges we're seeing. So we're talking a little bit, we have a little bit more of an agenda going into it, but then it's also just a whole lot of interaction playing off the questions that are coming in from the people that are engaging. So um, teachbettergroup.com gets you in there or just search to better teach better team on Facebook and you'll find our group. We take those, then the video then goes onto YouTube. And then what we're doing is we're pulling the audio from that and putting out as a bonus episode on Teach Better Talk. So you get it in our, we're still doing our two interviews that we're releasing every week, but then also these five other episodes, that's seven episodes altogether across yeah. the week, which is awesome. But the best place to go for those that, that support session, honestly, is in the group because then you can engage in real time uh, at 8 a.m. Eastern time every day. So so that's a big one. Yeah, and then we've got um, our team's working, doing some working harder now. Megan Deegan is just doing an amazing job pumping out a bunch of different tutorials on just miscellaneous tools that, that um, you can be using right now in distance learning. So she did a, like sort of an introduction to Flipgrid. That's like a, I think it's a four-part series. She's doing one on GimKit, one on uh, quizzes, and she's got a few others in line too. So that's all over, you know, our YouTube channel, which is just, you know, at Teach Better Team. Uh, really, our focus is just, it's 100% shifted to, 
I mean, we've always been pretty heavy on the help all the time and support, uh, but we really just sort of turned it on with this whole because we realized, hey, this is what we're supposed to be doing right now is focused on just helping any way we can. Uh, obviously, a lot of a lot of uh, things with our partner schools that we work with all the time shift into virtual, um, but then just trying to support teachers any way we can, which we're seeing all over the place. It's been so awesome to see how much stuff is being shared right now. It's really cool. Yeah, it's very cool. So, and then also, cool. I know it's a little, it's a little while out, but Teach Better Twenty. I saw that the proposal yeah. submissions are open now. Yeah, we kind of we kind of got quiet about the conference. We're, that just not we we just don't feel that that's important right now. Right now, the most important thing for us to talk about is the support and anything we can do to put that out. But the conference is still happening in October. We're still pumped up about it. Uh, and we actually did open up proposals as planned. We didn't want to hold off on that because a lot of people are asking about it. We have had a lot of submissions come in already. Um, so that is, you know, teachbetterconference.com. We're not putting a lot out about it. We did shoot off an email. We'll probably come up, up like that. But um, you can go there and put proposals in. The tentative close date for those is the end of April. There's a chance we'll extend it depending on how everything goes just because we haven't pushed it very hard. But uh, we did stop announcing speakers and all that type of stuff. But uh, those proposals are still open. So and I'm going to tell you right now, a bunch have come in. I've only been able to like, as they come through, I'll, I'll jump over. I've looked at like two or three that are ones that like weren't weren't with us last year and stuff that are are good awesome. like i'm pump, i'm already pumped up <laughs> i'm already i'm already like dreading the like one of the hardest things was going through all the proposals last year i'm already dreading that but i'm i'm already, i'm getting more and more pumped up for the conference even with all this craziness going on so nice yeah well, i can't so, wait i can't wait to bring the podcast you will there. be there I'm we're going to do a mail we're going to do a mailbag live there that's what we're going to do Dude, Can we do that awesome. like Let's we need that. to do like a yeah and i'm actually going to bring a mailbag legit mailbag <laughs> and i will be there with the camera or <laughs> for that we'll, we'll make it happen it'll be great well gargas as usual thank you so much for being on the podcast you always bring amazing insight for the aspire mailbag appreciate it brother